One last prayer request, save this one. Um, we've been praying for Baby Walker, and Baby Walker is a miracle of God. And uh, just how how big is Baby Walker now, Miss Melissa? Uh, as of Thursday, four pounds, one ounce. Four pounds, one ounce. That's unbelievable. And uh, praise the Lord uh, what he's done. And uh, But tomorrow's a big day. Uh, they're going to be taking out the breathing tube tomorrow, and... Um, and then if that goes well, the feeding tube, it's a, a big day tomorrow. And so please keep Baby Walker in your prayers um, that uh, that would go well and that uh, uh, that would be a successful all right, procedure. And uh, that would just be a huge step. And uh, just be sure to praise the Lord for it. So Exodus chapter number 12, look with me in verse number 33. Exodus 12, verse number 33. Israel is... In Egypt, they're about to um, be redeemed from Israel. They're going to leave um, Israel, Egypt. They're going to be leaving Egypt, and of course, the Passover here. And God is telling Moses what all is going to happen. And uh, when the angel, death angel, would come through, uh, where the blood was applied, he would pass over. What a beautiful picture that is. Uh, but uh, he's given instructions here about what's going to happen, how Israel is going to leave Egypt. Look with me in verse number 33. It says this, And the Egyptians were urgent upon the people, that they might send them out of the land in haste. For they said, We be all dead men. After those ten plagues, they were ready for Israel to get out of there. Verse number 34, And the people took their dough before it was leavened, their kneading their kneading troughs being bound up in their clothes upon their shoulders. And the children of Israel did according to the word of Moses, and they borrowed of the Egyptians jewels of silver and jewels of gold and raiment. And the Lord gave the people favor in the sight of the Egyptians, so that they lent unto them such things as they required, and they spoiled the Egyptians. Brother Carter mentioned this in one of his sermons just in passing by, but... Uh, but literally, the most powerful nation on the face of the earth, humanly speaking at that time, and Israel, a bunch of slaves, spoiled them. It means they, they, they took, as it says there, jewels of gold and silver and raiment. And, and God gave them favor inside the Egyptians that they, they lent them these things. And, and, uh, and I want us to consider and kind of walk through some passages of Scripture here and just apply it to what this week's been about in our lesson tonight. But let's pray together. Father, we love you, and I, I thank you, Lord. I just want to pause and thank you for what you've been doing in baby Walker's life. And Lord, I do pray for tomorrow. I pray that, Lord, everything would go well, that that child would be able to breathe on its own. I pray for that child's mother and father, that they would see you in all this, and that, God, you'd work in their lives too. And Father, we just want to give you the glory. Lord, you truly have just answered prayers and done a miracle and I thank you for that Lord I do ask you Lord to please be at the service tonight I pray that you would just be honored and glorified in everything and we love you so much teach us your word in your name I pray amen so the Lord is delivering Israel from Egypt and uh, he, he takes from them these this gold the silver and uh, and of course what would Israel do with it well they would leave, they would cross the Red Sea, turn over to chapter number 32, and we'll look back at these verses again in just a moment. But 
kind of glance into what happened in chapter number 32 and in verse number 1. Chapter 32, verse number 1 in Exodus. It says this, And when the people saw that Moses delayed to come down out of the mountain. Moses had gone up Mount Sinai. He's receiving the Ten Commandments. He's meeting with the Lord. Uh, the people were scared. Uh, there was thunderings and earthquakes and, and lightning. And, uh, and they, they, Moses didn't come back. The Bible says this, The people gathered themselves together unto Aaron and said unto him, Up, make us gods which shall go before us. For as for this Moses, the man that brought us up out of the land of Egypt, we wot not what is become of him. And Aaron said unto them, Break off the golden earrings which are in your ears of your wives and your sons and your daughters, and bring them unto me. And all the people break off the golden earrings which were in their ears, and brought them unto Aaron. And he received them at their hand, and fashioned it with a graving tool, after he, made, had, after he had made it a molten calf. And they said, These be thy gods, O Israel, which brought thee up out of the land of Egypt. And when Aaron saw it, he built an altar before it, and Aaron had um, Aaron made proclamation and said, Tomorrow is a feast to the Lord. And they rose up early on the morrow and offered burnt offerings and brought peace offerings. And the people sat down to eat and to drink and rose up to play. And the Lord said to Moses, Go get thee down for thy people. I love that. He's, yeah. Thy people, right? Yeah, I, uh, I always... I love reading the Bible. You like find these things. It's great, right? Uh, which thou hast brought, uh, brought us out of the land of Egypt have corrupted themselves. So they make the golden calf. We all know the story. Uh, they make the golden calf, and they worship this golden calf. Literally, right, Moses is up on the mountain getting the law from God. And uh, we know what happens. Moses would come down and see their uh, sin and wickedness. The, the tables would be broken. Uh, but, uh, but they built and made this golden calf. And what did they make the golden calf out of? The gold, the earrings, the gold, the jewelry. And where'd they get all this jewelry? They were slaves. All right? Where'd they get all the gold and silver? The Egyptians. And they took it and they made this golden calf out of it. Well, the people would realize, because God, uh, again, there was judgment because of sin. There's always judgment for sin. And uh, people, uh, many people died. Uh, and there was judgment from God. And then uh, the people, they, they uh, asked, uh, Moses did on behalf of them, they asked God for a second chance. Uh, Moses said, uh, our God told Moses that they would have the promised land, but he, in his presence, wouldn't be there. That he would send an angel. And Moses and the people said, it's not the promised land without your presence, God. And they humbled themselves. And they asked God's forgiveness. And God gave them a second chance. I'm so thankful that God is a forgiving God. Uh, over in chapter number 33, uh, glance at verse number 1 in chapter number 33. The Bible says this, And the Lord said unto Moses, Depart and go up hence uh, thou and the people which thou hast brought up out of the land of Egypt unto the land which I swear unto Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob, saying unto thy seed will I give it. And I will send an angel before thee, and I will drive out the Canaanite, the Amorite, the Hittite, and the Perizzite, and the Hivite, and the Jebusite, unto a land flowing with milk and honey. For I will not go up in the midst of thee, for thou art a stiff-necked people, lest I consume thee in the way. And when the people heard these evil tidings, they mourned. Again, this is where God told them, I'm not going with you, I'll send an angel. And no man did put on him his ornaments. There's that jewelry again. There's that gold. There's that silver. For the Lord had said unto Moses, they, they took off these things because God told them to. For the Lord had said unto Moses, Say unto the children of Israel, You are stiff-necked people. 
I will come up into the midst of thee in a moment and consume thee. Therefore now put off thy ornaments from thee that I may know what to do unto thee. And they did. They took off all these ornaments. The children of Israel stripped themselves of the ornaments by the Mount Oreb. And Moses took the tabernacle, pitched it without the camp, afar off from the camp, and called at the tabernacle the congregation. It came to pass that every one which sought the Lord went out unto the tabernacle of the congregation, which was without the camp. And it came to pass, when Moses went out into the tabernacle, that all the people rose up and stood every man at his tent door, and looked after Moses until he was gone into the tabernacle. And it came to pass, as Moses entered into the tabernacle, the cloudy pillar descended and stood at the door of the tabernacle, and the Lord talked with Moses. And all the people saw the cloudy pillar stand at the tabernacle door, and all the people rose up and worshipped every man in his tent door. You say, what would happen? God would forgive them. God would give them a second chance. But it's interesting that they re- God told them these ornaments need to go, and they removed these ornaments. And uh, they weren't going to let gold stand in between them and the Lord really important then in chapter number 35 turn over another page chapter 35 and look with me in verse number 20 it says and all the congregation of the children of Israel departed from the presence of Moses and they came everyone whose heart stirred him up and everyone whom his spirit made willing and they brought the Lord's offering to the work of the tabernacle of the congregation for all his service and for the holy garments and they came both men and women as many as were willing willing hearted and brought bracelets and earrings and rings and tablets and all jewels of gold and every man that offered offered an offering of gold unto the Lord where did they get all this? from the Egyptians now what are they doing to it? They're, they're using that and they're giving it to God. What for? For the, the, the work of the Lord, the house of the Lord that was going to be built. Now their hearts are willing, their hearts are stirred up. They had a willing heart to do these things. So much that we can get to chapter number 36 and verse number 4. It says this in all, chapter 36 verse 4. And all the wise men that wrought all the work of the sanctuary came every man from his work which they made. Now these are the guys the money was, the jewels and the offerings were given to so that these men that God had given wisdom could build these things. And verse number five, and they spake unto Moses, these wise men uh, that knew their crafts, saying, the people bring much more than enough for the service of the work, which the Lord commanded to make. And Moses gave commandment, and they caused it to be proclaimed throughout the camp, saying, let neither man nor woman make any more work for the offering of the sanctuary. So the people were restrained from bringing, for the stuff they had was sufficient for all the work to make it and too much. I've been in church all my life. Never seen that yet. Never had a pastor get up and say, please stop giving. Uh, we don't need, please. But I'd love to. And um, they gave to where they had to restrain them from bringing more. Um, I want us to put all this together with a simple thought tonight. I want you to see just a couple of things, all right? All right, number one, keeping in mind this story, and we walk through the story tonight. Number one, I want us to consider the source. Where did they get all of this 
gold and silver and jewels that they use throughout these stories? And we already know the answer, but let's look at it. Let's go backwards and walk through this. All right, just stay with me, and then we'll, we'll, we'll pray and uh, see what the Lord does. But in Exodus chapter number 11, go back a little bit further. In Exodus chapter number 11, this is when God is telling Moses what's going to happen. Now, we read what happened. But in Exodus chapter number 11, in verse number 1, it says, And the Lord said unto Moses, Yet will I bring one plague more upon Pharaoh and upon Egypt. Afterwards he will let you go hence. When he shall let you go, he shall surely thrust you. He shall surely thrust you out hence altogether. Speak now in the ears of the people, and let every man borrow of his neighbor, and every woman of her neighbor, jewels of silver and jewels of gold. And the Lord gave the people favor in the sight of the Egyptians. The Lord, the source. Where do they get all this? Just three thoughts, and. Um, I was very disappointed in myself. I could not alliterate these three thoughts. Brother Harris will have it done before church is over, right? But, all right, what was the source? I want you to consider, first of all, it was the world's. It was all Egyptian stuff. Um, it was the world's. It's temporary. Money. It's not something to live for. I think all of us know this. It comes and it goes. If you live a life for money, I've been to a lot of funerals. No one's ever taken anything with them. Seen people die with a lot of stuff, but it's only temporary. It's the world's. That's why the Lord said you cannot serve God and mammon. The two are in opposites. Now, money's not evil in itself. But the love of money is the root of all evil. If you're living and your goal in life is to be rich, you're missing the point of living. It's the world's. But I also want you to see in this passage, I love how it says in verse number two, it's borrowed. Right? It's borrowed. Says the people and let every man borrow of his neighbor. And now what we read in chapter number twelve that the people lent it to them. Those words are not accident. Whatever we have in life and whatever God gives us in this life, it's from the Lord. I know it's the world's currency and what it is, but God gives it to us to use for his glory. God gives us these things and whatever we have, every good and perfect gifts from the Father and everything that we do have, whatever it is that we have. You know, that's why, you know, the, you know we have to have things. You know, you, you're living your life. Everybody understands this. We have to pay our electric bill. You know, you, you needed a car to get here. And all these things are necessary, but we don't live for those things. And I'm thankful, and I... I'm just, I'm bragging on my parents and my grandparents in this, all right? I can't tell you how many times I watched my dad, you know, have a car, and he'd be like, hey, you can have it. The Lord told him to give it to somebody. Now, as kids, we're like, what? You know, and uh, what was that first car I remember he gave away? Was it a Vega? Is that right? Did dad have one? Yeah, he did. He gave away, I love that little, that was a cool car, right? You know, and, uh, you know, I, and, uh, but he just he just give it away, and 
I think that's the car I put in neutral and backed it out of a gas station when I was like four. Yeah, mom's like, yeah, all right. That was a scary moment, all right. I didn't see my dad run much, but I did that day, all right. Um, but, uh, you know, I, uh, you know, but, uh, you know, whatever God gives us, I'm thankful I saw that. Just gave. And, uh, and I, I'm thankful for a wife that uh, that's never been an issue in our life. And God tells us to, all right. You know what's cool? God always gives you back. He always takes care of you. And if he didn't, still, if he tells you to, it's worth it. There's no issues. And, uh, and, I, and I'm thankful these things aren't, you know, ruling my life. And um, I have to keep myself in check just like you do, right? We all like nice stuff, right? But the fact is this, it's temporary, and we're just borrowing it because we're not taking anything with us. So it's the world stuff, and they make it, and they, they produce it, and we just borrow it. But understand this, all of it is given to us by God. The Lord gave them favor. They got it because God wanted them to have it. And whatever they had, God had given to them. It was not a natural thing that the Egyptians just said, here, please take all of our gold and silver, right? It didn't happen. But God put it in their heart, and they had what they had because God wanted them to have it. And whatever it is that we have, whatever our bank accounts say, whatever our possessions are, whatever it is that we have, understand this, it's because God gave it to us. And when you understand that God gave it to us, and we're just stewards of what God's given us. Then it becomes easy to give whatever God wants us to give. And I've used the illustration many times. That back when we first to go in the nursing home, you know, Grace, she was a teenager, and she was going, they were going to Starbucks, because we always went to Starbucks afterwards. And for whatever reason, I couldn't go that night, and I forget who took them to the nursing home, but Grace was like, Dad, can I have some money to go to Starbucks? I was like, sure. I said, all I got is a $20 bill, and I hand her a $20 bill. She comes home that night, and I'm just like, oh, did you have a good time? Yeah. Did you go to Starbucks? Yeah, what'd you get? I forget what she got. But I was like, well, you got, your, got any change? She was like, no. I was like, no. I said, why not? She was like, well, I bought everybody else's drinks. I was like, well, that was awful nice of you. She said, and that's what she said. It wasn't my money. True. When you realize what you have is God's, it's easy to give whatever he says. Because I wouldn't have anything if it wasn't for him. And we understand that that car I drive is God's. Whatever's in my bank account, God gave me to use while I'm on this earth for his glory. My house, God gave it to me to take care and to use it for his glory. Whatever it is that we have, the source is God. And he'll take these things of the world and we borrow it for our, these times that we live on this earth for one purpose, to use it for the glory of God. Yeah. All right, so there's the source. And then we jump over to chapter number 32 and we see the sacrilege. The sacrilege. What did they do in chapter 32 with all these things that God gave them. 
they made a false idol out of it. It became a false god to them. And life became about eating and drinking and playing. See verse 6? That's what they wanted. That's what they used it for. They used it to, to have a good time. They used it uh, for the, their own purposes. They used it how they wanted to. And it is a sacrilege for us to take what God has given to us and whatever God's given to us to throw it away and live for selfish reasons and to consume it upon our own lust. And again, God wants us to have a good life. It's not wrong to have things. And if God gives you things, praise the Lord. Just use it for His glory. But there's nothing wrong. You say, I've got a really nice car. Amen. You know, I've never looked at anyone who has a nice car and be like, well, you're not right with God. I mean, no, right? Praise the Lord. All right? God gives you a, a yellow Jeep 20 years ago. Keep it. Sorry, I'm just going to throw that in for next time when that happens. All right? Yeah. All right? But the fact is this, all right? You know, whatever God gives you and allows you to have, use it for his glory, but be willing. If God says, let's use this for this, okay. Because it's his. But when we are selfish with it and we want to use it upon our own self and we live it upon our own desires, that's a blasphemy to God as believers. Now, why did they do this? I look, Just glancing at verse number one and two, I believe they did this because they doubted God. They began to doubt God. When they saw Moses delayed to come down out of the mountain, they thought, well, it's over now. God's done killed Moses. I don't, you know, and I know we're supposed to be waiting and hear from the Lord, but it's, it's been too long. They began to doubt God. They obviously disregarded God because now they're making a golden calf. That should just blow our minds that they would do that. After seeing the ten plagues, after seeing a Red Sea divide, after seeing the most powerful army destroyed, after seeing God bring water from a rock, and God, after seeing God uh, make the uh, waters of Mara uh, become sweet, all right? after seeing these miracles, and they're like, eh, well, let's have a false idol. Let's build us a golden calf. How easy, and this is sad, it is for us at times just to push God to decide. And they did. They doubted God. They disregarded God. And that disgusted God. In chapter number 32, look down at verse number 30, uh, 34. God is speaking to Moses. And look what he says. says, Therefore now go, lead the people into the place which I have spoken unto thee. Behold, mine angel shall go before thee. Nevertheless, in the day when I visit, I will visit their sin upon them. And the Lord plagued the people because they made a calf, which Aaron made. Verse 1 again, And the Lord said unto Moses, Depart and go up hence, thou and the people which thou hast brought up of the land of Egypt, unto the land which I swear unto Abraham, to Isaac. And it says, verse number 2, And I will send an angel before thee. It disgusted God what they decided to do with what God had given to them. And I just want to give you this real quick. Their sin had a consequence. 
when they took what God had given to them and just wanted to use it for their own desires and own purposes and own fun, they lost the presence of God in their life. They lost the power of God in their life. And they lost the protection of God in their life. I could preach on those three points for a long time tonight. But when we forget who's the source of everything good in our life, when we forget what we should be living for, for his glory, and you start living your life for what all I can get and what makes me happy in a very self-centered life, you and I, don't matter who it is, we will lose the presence of God in our life and the power of God working through our life and the protection of God in our life. The people of Israel, God would still, they would still go to the promised land. Now, praise the Lord, they repented and everything was made right. But God, they can still go. But God said, my presence will not be there. They would still go, but there was a plague that was going to devastate them. They could still go, but when you see what God did when they got right, it was far greater. But when we do this, we disregard God and we use what God's given us for our own selfish purposes because we doubt God. We say, I'm not doubting God. Whatever God leads on our heart to give in missions, I promise it will be worth it. And I promise God wants to do great things. And let's just, just be real here. And I'm thankful for our church. We have a giving church. It absolutely blows my mind. And to God be the glory. What God allows Kazada Baptist Temple to do. You know, I was at a preacher's meeting and they're like, how many are you running over there? Five, six hundred? I was like, eh, 150, 160? And they literally said, how many people are you sending out? God's blessed us. Amen. And I believe one of the reasons why God gives us more responsibility, this is just a biblical principle, is because we've shown ourselves to be faithful in the little so then God will give us more. And I love the blessings of God in my life, but just as quickly as those blessings can come, if we cease being faithful what God's given to us, those blessings can be lost too. So we must continue to be faithful and realize and not doubt God, not disregard God and push Him away for our own selfish things. Because I don't want God to be disgusted with our church I wanted to be able to bless our church you see the source you see the sacrilege but then you see the surrender in chapter number 33 where we are I'm not going to read all the verses again but just glance at verse 4 and 5 the people now obeyed they took off all these ornaments because the Lord told them to take off the ornaments and whatever God was telling them to do, they were going to do it. As I mentioned earlier, they were not going to allow gold to stand between them and God anymore. That's a really important statement for tonight's message. They weren't going to let gold and silver stand between them and God. 
Whatever God said to do with it, okay. They obeyed. And you see their obedient heart, and then you see they observed. And I like this down in verse number 7. Moses took the tabernacle, and he pitched it without the camp. And uh, then he went in to meet. And, and uh, verse number 8, it came to pass when Moses went uh, out unto the tabernacle. All the people rose up and stood every man at his tent door and looked after Moses until he was gone into the tabernacle. Uh, it, they saw this pillar, this cloudy pillar come down the presence of God. They obeyed and then they observed. They said, God, whatever you want, if that's what you want us to do with this, that's what we're going to do. And then they stood back and watched what God would do. That's why this is one of the most exciting nights for me. The most scary night for me is always summer explosion. I'm always scared to death. Something's going to go wrong. Right? Just sharing my heart. Right? Uh, the most exciting night for me is tonight. Because I just know this, that if all of us obey God, it's going to be so great to sit back and watch what God does. He's never failed. You notice they obeyed, and then they observed, and then you see obeisance. And at the end of verse number 10, they worshiped God. When they obeyed God with the gold and silver, and then they watched and started seeing what God was going to do, they could do nothing else but fall on their face and worship. He's a great God. And then you see they're obtaining. Look down there in verse number 14. After the people did these things and they have a surrendered heart now, verse number 14, what did they obtain? And he said, my presence shall go with thee. Isn't that awesome? And I will give thee rest. Verse number 18, and he said, I beseech thee, show me thy glory. And he said, I will make all my goodness pass before thee. I wrote down these three things here. What did they get? They got the presence of God. God didn't just send an angel to go before them. God himself went with them. Whatever God wants our church to do, I want God's presence in everything we do. I want his leadership. I desire his leadership. I desire his direction. I desire his presence and his power. And it says, I will give thee rest. They got peace. His presence and peace. And then I wrote down praise. I love what Moses did. It's just important. You remember, after all these things, and Israel gets right with God. Praise the Lord for that. And Moses says this. He says, show me thy glory. Show me thy glory. In verse number 19, he said, I will make all my goodness pass before thee, and I will proclaim the name of the Lord. And God put Moses in the cleft of that rock, and he put his hand there. But when Moses asked to see God's glory, God's response was, if you want to see my glory, you'll see my goodness. I want God's glory to be all over this place. I want God's glory to be in my life. I want God's glory to be in my family. I want God's glory to be in our church. But God's glory is not a badge that we go around bragging about. God's glory is the goodness of God in our life. People look at us and say, look what's happening. To God be the glory. Souls are saved today. To God be the glory. 
I mean, people's lives have changed today. To God be the glory. And anything that happens in all the goodness, if we want the glory of God to be there, it starts with us being surrendered. Lord, whatever you want, I will obey. And we watch God and we worship the Lord. And when we have that heart, I promise God's presence will be there. His peace will be there. And his praise will be there because we will see God working. And to God be the glory for everything that God does through his church. Unto him be glory in the church. You see the surrender. And then our last point over in chapter number 35, we see the surplus. As they began to obey, verse 20, down to verse 22, you see the givers. Let's look at these givers. And all the congregation of the children of Israel departed from the presence of Moses, and they came every one whose heart stirred him up, and every one whom his spirit made willing. And they brought the Lord's offering to the work of the tabernacle. You see the givers. Number one, it's personal. Everyone. Uh, I, people gave gifts. But God didn't say they all gave a gift. People individually said, Lord, what do you want me to do? It was personal and it was passionate. Whose heart stirred him up. I'm not here to do a fundraiser tonight. It's not, it's not about raising funds. Matter of fact, I'll get to it in a second. But I don't want to have tons of money sitting around. It's not the purpose. Say, what if we had an extra 500,000 emissions? I don't think God wants us to have 500,000 emissions. So what does God want? Enough to do the work. Enough to do the work. And it came because individuals, personals, people were willing and their heart was stirred and they were passionate about I want to give they were passionate about this because they saw the need it came from the heart I read in my devotions this morning there in Corinthians it talks about you know no matter what you do and what you give and though I speak with tongues of angels if I give my body to be burned if I give and give and give it doesn't matter if it's not done with charity. It's in vain. Because the, uh, any other reason to do any of those things is for this reason, to do it for me. They're probably, I, I hate saying this, but there were probably maybe some, because Paul addressed it in that verse, who even went to a stake because they wanted the glory. Do I give my body to be burned without charity? Profit me nothing. We don't give in order to say, hey, that's why there's no names on these cards. It's not about us patting ourselves on the back. It's not as a church patting ourselves on the back. You say, how much do other churches give? I could care less what other churches give. Because I'm not concerned with what God has. What does God want us to do? I'm not, we're not in competition. I'm not in comparing. It's all about us doing this because we love the Lord and we love souls. And we're willing to do what God wants us to do. You see, it's personal, it's passionate, and it's, it was pleasing to them. It says, whom his spirit made willing. They wanted to do it. 
They stood in line to give. These people wanted to give. They couldn't wait to give what God laid on their heart to give. That's the way all week, I've known all week what the, how to fill up my card. I knew all week. I couldn't wait till tonight. I couldn't wait to hand that card to Brother Webster tonight. I couldn't wait. In a, in, because it was, I, it's exciting to me. Because I know what the Lord directed in my heart. And I want to do it. And I, and I said this earlier this week. I remember I was a kid. You know, I remember sitting in church. I thought it was a big deal. At Marine Heights where, you know, I really, you know, I started growing up, you know. I remember first time I got, back then they gave everybody a box of offering envelopes. And it had a specific number on it. And that was you. And I remember the first time I got those envelopes. I was like, these are mine. That's so cool, right? You know, and uh, I remember... After missions, I promised God I was going to give him five cents a week, which is a big deal when you're six, right? Five cents. And uh, it was so cool. Every week, get that nickel. I'd put it in there, right? Five cents. You say, that's nothing. That changed my life. did and God has changed every year since then Lord what do you want me to do and God has laid different numbers on my heart but I can tell you one thing it's like every year there's been a couple years God told me not to give more so you heathen I know God told me not to to give the same amount I've always given but most every year there's an increase say so you hesitate no, because I watch God always provide the nickel. And I watch God always provide the quarter. And I watch God always provide every week the dollar. I was up to the dollar when Wade Chastain was at Marine Heights and he liked me and Crystal. Rachel wasn't even in the picture yet. She, he had nothing against Rachel. She just wasn't in the picture yet, all right? And... Uh, and every day, every Sunday, I'd walk up the way, and he goes, how you doing? I'd say, good. And he'd hand me a dollar. That was so cool. So we always went and saw Wade every day. Me and Chris always like, where's Wade at? Right? And we went. But it was so cool. God provided. And I, I, to God be the glory, but I'm excited about giving. I want to give because God is so faithful. You see the givers, and then you see the giving the giving in chapter number 36 and verse number 3, I want you to see this, that they were consistent in their giving. 36 verse 3, And they received of Moses all the offering which the children of Israel had brought for the work of the service of the sanctuary to make it with all. And they brought yet unto him free offerings every morning. It was consistent. Every day. Now praise the Lord. New Testament, we only take up an offering once a week. Amen? All right. But they, every day, they brought. The point is this, they were consistent. Whatever we know the Lord wants us to do, don't just do it in October. Make it part of your life. Trust Him and do what God has led you to do, but be consistent. You so notice it was consistent and then it was considerable. It was considerable. The Bible says that they brought much more 
than enough. They brought a lot. They brought a lot. God told them to. You say, what a sacrifice. Who gave them all that? They didn't work for any of that. I mean, God literally gave it all to them. And they realized, because they learned an important lesson, when I live for myself, things end up really bad. But when I give to God, it's awesome to watch what he does. And they learned this lesson, and they gave a considerable amount. It was consistent, it was considerable, but it was consigned. See, what happened? They gave it, the Bible says, to the men. These wise men. These men that were described in verse number one, it says, and then wrought Bazael and, and Aholiab and every wise-hearted man in whom the Lord put wisdom and understanding to know how to work all manner of work for the service of the sanctuary according to all that the Lord had commanded. You see, God had gifted and given certain men the ability to go and do this work. This money was given, these offerings were given to these men to do the work of the sanctuary. And they received it, and they did the work. Are you following me? When we give, God has called these men with the calling, given them wisdom, has directed them to go do the work, the work of the Lord, to be sent out of the church, and to do the work. And we give this money, we're giving it so these men can do the work that God called them and enabled them and equipped them to do. And it's exciting, because we're having a part in this. But understand this, it's given to these men, and eventually, they had to be constrained. They said, it is enough. Because, and I'm done and I'm closing. It wasn't about getting money. Everybody look at me, right? It wasn't about getting money. Even all this that we just read, it was not getting money and put it in barrels in the tabernacle. It was about using the resources that God had given them and to put it in action for the glory of God. Yeah. And when the people of Israel got a hold of this, it was easy to give. Because ultimately, here's the next closing statement. Our giving is only a response to his giving. Our giving is just a response to his giving. And my last thought as I was thinking about this is this. There came a point where they said, that's enough. Because it wasn't about building up a treasury. And that's not what it's about tonight. It's about getting what needs to be done for the work that God has called us to do. But my mind, here's my Travis Burke imagination thought as we close. There might have been some, give me grace here. There might have been some, when they were all bringing these offerings each and every morning, there might have been some that were just like, oof. Boy, that's a lot. Not sure I want to part with that. Because they were still human beings, and I don't care who you are. When it's in your hand, credit cards have made a 
billions of dollars off this because it's, when it's not cash in your hands, it's easy to spend. It's not real, right? But when it's in your hands, you got to give it away. And there might have been some, my mind just went here, that they were just like, eh, and they waited and waited. And then finally Moses gets up and says, it's enough. We have all we need. I wonder if there were some that missed out. They missed out on having a part in all this. Because they drugged their feet. Not sure they could trust him. Not sure it's going to work out. I don't want to be that guy. I just want to give what God tells me to give. And I think you know the end of the story. God did some pretty amazing things. Let's pray. Father, Lord, I love you.